Hello, and welcome to Sunday Nightcast, Season 2, Episode 1. Welcome to the Sunday Nightcast. I am your host, Danny Nanny. Find me on Twitter at Danny Nanny. In Season 1, I was normally joined by my co-host, Tom Boom Boom Dower. Find him on Twitter at Jump Tom Jump. He'll still be around, but since he had to go be all adult-like uh, and do adult-like things, probably involving filing taxes and or a briefcase, he'll be around less. So tweet at him and show him how disappointed you really are. But season two must go on. There's a new website blog thing that's going to have some written stuff and some other related items like my Destiny photography, because that game is gorgeous. Uh, you can catch all of that over on thenightcast.com. Sunday Nightcast Season 2 will comprise mostly of shorter, more focused episodes hosted by me and generally with some other awesome people who have awesome things to say. Uh, and to kick off this season, I have one of my best friends, John McGrath, on Twitter at RunJohnnyRun845 to talk about something we both love very deeply, Life is Strange. Um, I've talked about Life is Strange kind of a lot uh, last season and Season 1 of Sunday Nightcast. Um, why are we talking about it again? I, I really love this game, and that's not really why. Uh, Life is Strange has been getting a lot of uh, recognition on Game of the Year lists. It doesn't really win Game of the Year from anybody, um, but it's always in the top 10 or the top 5, and it, it deservedly so. I think the game is great. Um, and But, you know, Polygon decided to, to talk about that, you know, why, they, why they included it, and Justin McElroy, the host, didn't play past episode 1, and the person he brought on to talk about it, Allegra Frank, did a horrible job, I think. I love Allegra Frank. I retweeted one of her articles the other day. Um, just I think she didn't do a great job explaining why he should continue playing it, or they didn't have a, a frame for the for the conversation that they were having, and it seemed just kind of iffy um, compared to some of the other ones that they did about the other games they chose for Game of the Year. Um, so I'm just here with John uh, to talk about it. Um, so basically, yeah. So, John, uh, what do you think about uh, Life is Strange overall? Just quick one sentence. Oh, I loved it. I, it was great. It was great. I, I agree. Um, one of the things that people tend to rag on about Life is Strange is the dialogue being kind of stupid. Uh, I think it's kind of like symbolic, not symbolic, but just like indicative of what 20-year-olds on the West Coast sound like. But I know you had some issues with it, but not. it didn't break your experience, right? No, I, I I still thought the game was great regardless of the dialogue. I certainly think it could have been improved and would have been a little bit better. And it did improve throughout the story. The first episode, it was it was not good. Yeah, it was it was super lame. The stuff they said it didn't even sound like stuff that kids would be saying. But it <laughs> it it improved throughout the um hello. throughout the series. Yeah, they said hello way too much. They said it hella much. Um, but Chloe makes fun of Max for in later episodes for saying it so much. So I think they, they think they were able to edit as they went. That's kind of the episodic advantage, right? Yeah, because I mean they're they feel out what people think. They obviously were taking into account what people were saying about it online, and they were you know shaping the story a little bit more towards that or shaping the narrative to right. uh, appeal more to the people who are playing it. Right. Um, we're going to try and not spoil anything. Uh, no promises. We're going to try and, but we love this game. So we're going to try our very hardest not to do that. But um, if you don't want to hear anything at all, stop right now. Um, but if you do, you should keep listening. Um, but so 
the story for episode one uh it's called chrysalis uh which I think is kind of an interesting name because the game felt like it was very much like, here's the bubble. Here's this nice bubble. All of a sudden, this girl gets power. She can rewind time. She basically becomes God. Um, and then suddenly it changes. When when was that turning point for you? Which episode or where? what, what event was it? Or you, you don't have to spoil it, but when was it for you? I mean, at the end of episode two, you're given like a real major choice that basically and save or kill no, not one save. of the yeah one of the characters won't say who but you get a chance to you know hold this person's life in your you know hands and you don't have the power to re- rewind time at this point <laughs> so it's like right which is like damn it two episodes i was using this and now i can't yeah your choice is like ultimate like everything you say if you haven't gathered the right information throughout, you're you're mm-hmm. screwed, and this person is screwed. I mean, me and you played it at the same time, and it was clear, like, right. And I, you know, that's this is one of the things I love about Life is Strange is it started this weird thing of you and I playing one player games uh, in party chat together at at the same time, um, and somehow I don't know where I went wrong. <laughs> I don't know what I didn't gather. I thought we did all the same things. And somehow it still managed to turn out differently between you and I. Yeah, so. it looks like you had missed uh, missed something. We weren't even given the same options, like the same dialogue options. No, we because weren't. Because of something you had missed in, you know, your investigation that I had just happened to, you know, stumble across <laughs> and kept in Max's memory bank. Yeah, I think, I think for me, I mean, I episode end of episode two, I was more or less pissed because of that. Um, I was like, what did I miss? And so I kind of, it, the, it was funny. Yeah, I know you did. (laughs) (laughs) This is not until dawn. We can't go through this again. Um, but I think for me, that kind of took away the gravity of what happened in episode two for me. I liked it. I loved it. And then episode three came though, is when at the end of episode three, uh, for me with, you really saw the butterfly effect because of what happened in episode two. You couldn't use your powers to rewind time and, 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 and fix the situation. She, Max did do that in episode three and it fucked shit up. Yeah. Everything. And it fucked everything ruined. up. And that for me was like, damn it. Now I don't know. Like, are these powers for good? Are they for evil? Is Max like a demon? Like what? Like, should we just kill her? Should she die? Like I had, I was theory after theory. I think that was the night. No, that wasn't the night that we were. I was on Reddit until four in the morning texting you. Um, <laughs> but like, there are a few of those. That's what this game has done to me. Is like I have to read the Life is Strange subreddit for theories during this because it, it's episodic. So it's like we don't know. And we gotta wait, you know, three months, two months, however long it was for the next episode. And there's just time in between, like what's coming next. Right. It just. I mean. It was great, though. I think the story, as you said, uh, we've talked about it before. The story was awesome. It just, it kept you, it kept you thinking. There was a speculation. We were speculating so hard up until when they finally confirmed who it was. Yeah, I mean, we, I had no idea. I had set in my mind this whole time, like, yeah, it's this guy. He's the one that did it. And then it turns out that we were both completely wrong, and it's someone you don't even expect through the whole thing. I know. Whereas, like I said, with until dawn you know you kind of have this idea at the end of that game ends up taking a huge twist that wasn't super expected but still kind of expected yeah you kind of can 
dictate through you know what's coming right because it's also based off of a trope where it's like horror movies we know what happens in horror movies yeah and, and here's the the stranger who knows all the information about you know right ever, what's yeah, going on right and, and it, it, life is strange is kind of like that it, the, the time travel trope the butterfly effect but of course it kind of did it in this murder mystery setting which it doesn't even doesn't even register on your on your like radar in episode one you see all the Ra- rachel amber posters that she's missing but it that's not even a thing. That's yeah, not even just, a thing. You think it's like a, just another missing girl ran away or whatever, got kidnapped. But it just, it takes such dark twists that you don't expect. Right. Yeah, I think, yeah, this, in the end, the story, I think, was awesome. And I think part of it is because uh, we had all these choices along the way. Um, not that, I mean, it essentially had the Mass Effect problem, right? It boiled down to one choice at the end. Um but I, th- I feel like the illusion of player choice for me was important because it like in a story based game with not a lot of gameplay elements, it like I have to buy into it. Like I have to believe that I love these characters and I have to believe that like what they're doing it, like matters. So like these choices felt like they mattered, even though it didn't really affect the story all that much. But I, I'm, I was OK with it. I know people hated Mass Effect 3 for that, but I was OK with it. Yeah, I mean, I didn't mind it either. I, I knew that the story had to wrap up in one of the choices that you're given they're obviously narrow choices but your choices paint this story to get to this point of you know yeah i think also i think the popularity of of a, of a certain character is what led to even the inclusion of one of the choices in that in the ending because i'm almost positive they because there is a clear canon and a clear fan ending i think yes um, and so i think um because <laughs> one never mind i'm not gonna spoil it but um yeah so i think like that's like again the, the episodic advantage they were able to see like oh my god this people love this character let's or these characters and let's let's have let's have this fan ending and uh if that's how you wanted to play the game you could <clears throat> but i couldn't you know that wasn't i didn't expect that i didn't expect to be given the choice that i was given i expected the game to just end and all my choices be like well i guess i could see <clears throat> excuse me I guess I could see what other people did, but I really didn't expect to be given the choice that I was. And honestly, I think people, most people ended up choosing, like when you check the stats at the end, most people globally ended up choosing the intended ending. Right. Like no matter how much they liked this character, they chose the correct ending rather than what they wanted to end. That's how I did it. I mean, I, I loved this character all the way through and I just, I still went with, what I know was the actual ending and what had to happen. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I felt like the choice I made was the intended choice and like what made sense for the character. Yes. Um, anything you think the game could have had? Um, like I said, I think the dialogue needed to be improved and I think it was for the most part improved throughout that was really my only gripe with it i i hated waiting to play the next <laughs> chapter but it's understandable with any episodic game and i i love the episodic games i like the telltale games i like the game of thrones walking walking dead ones oh i'm excited like for episodic. batman i didn't even know they were doing a batman one i'll have to check that out yeah i very much excited for batman but it, the, those games they're they're good and bad because then it's like, okay, well I could get, you know, two and a half hours worth of playing out of the way and then I could take a break from it. I'm not tempted to sit down 
and then get sick of it. Like I played Walking Dead 2 all in the span of one setting after it had come out, you know, a year after it came out. And I would just get so bored with it, like, oh, I don't want to keep doing this, but I just want to finish it to see how it plays out. This gives a nice mm-hmm. little break of, all right, now I can focus on something else for a month. And then when this comes out, I could put an hour or two into it, or, you know, three hours, however long it takes to yeah. get through a chapter. Yeah, they got longer, too, as they went on. They did get longer, and they, like I said, got darker and deeper. Oh, it's so dark. But it was it was great. I I loved the game. Yeah, so that's that's pretty much it for us. I think I uh, what I really wanted to do was give a kind of a context for why you should be playing this game, why it's important. Um, which I think, I think honestly, I think Polygon failed a little bit in that. Um, some of the other places did do better jobs. You should look at them and some of your favorite, you know, game news places to get more of a sense. But that's uh, mine and John John's opinion. Um, but I think we covered a lot of territory here. And uh, John, I appreciate you coming on. Thank you. I, well, you know, happy to help. <laughs> happy to help. <laughs> well, you'll you'll hear from John again. Uh, you should probably tweet at him. Um, probably something about nihilist Arby's or the Blackhawks. I do love both of or those star, things. Or Star Wars. Are you still are you still Star Wars themed? I am. It's a picture of Chewbacca, and my name is a Chewbacca quote. Well, does he have actual quotes? Yeah, because I copy and pasted it right out of uh, IMDb Chewbacca quote. <laughs> so that's it for us. Please find me on Twitter at Danny Nanny, John at RunJohnnyRun845, and Sunday Nightcast at Sunday Nightcast. Tweet us all your thoughts. We want to know all the things. And don't forget to check out the brand new thenightcast.com for awesome stuff. See you next time.